0: Hey man, I heard you're the guy to go to for a quick shooter and a pinch. Can you help me out? Hmm, depends who's asking. You a snitch? Whoa,
1: no man. I'm cool man, I'm cool. Sorry, you can never be too careful. I'm pretty sure the shop owner's on to me for selling cards. I'm just trading for cash, that's all. Anyways,
0: I've got a hollow rare, so that'll be 20 bucks per. Yowza. Damn, man. I'm looking to drop 20 on my opponent's Pokemon once per turn, not $20 on a card that goes for $3, you know, TCG low. Okay,
1: do I look like TCG player low to you? Didn't think so. I've got raw product ready for you right here, right now, for you to play in a few minutes. If you can't swing my price... And you can always trade me some bulk fees. I also accept Venmo, PayPal, Zeal, cash in a sleeve, nudes, Bitcoin, and sexual favors as forms of payment. Okay.
0: Okay. Here's my trade binder. Look there for some bulk fees.
1: Hmm. Now we're talking. Okay, mu VMAX. $2 sounds fair, Alt-Arch Umbreon VMAX. Uh, there's a little wear on the edges, so $3.
0: Leafy on VMAX, oh, there's a good one, 50 cents. Man, get the fuck out of here with these prizes. I will not partake in your shady dealings. Err, uh, what seems to be the problem over there? This, this dude's trying to undercut your business by peddling singles at outlandish prices. Err. Uh, I told you last week that if I caught you doing this shit again, I would ban you from the store. Now, get out of here now, you hear? Whatever, man. Don't hate me, because you're too
1: yellow-bellied to commit to stocking your cases with relevant singles. Your cases are crusty, just like your wife before I fucked her last night. Hey, all you motherfuckers in this place! 2006 white Nissan Altima with custom rims and tinted windows. Stop by if you want some singles, and a good time, if you know
0: what I mean.
1: Just ask your... ...mothers.
0: Two hours later...
1: Oh, oh, hey, Mom. I was wondering if you could give me five dollars. I'm at the game store. So that I can play Pokemon, of course! What? You're already here? A white... Ultima? JUDGE!
0: Welcome everyone to Pokey Rogue, a Pokémon Trading Card Game podcast where we talk about the decks that are not being discussed. My name is Austin and with me is my co-host. Hey everybody, it's Nick. Today is May 19th, 2022. Let's get into our 43rd episode. Well, how's it going? Uh It's going, man. We are we are almost having Successfully gotten the fuck out of Memphis. <laughs> so close. Yeah. Only a few weeks. All your shits and totes and boxes, your furniture's... Someone's...
1: Slowly going away and start painting this house tomorrow.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, man. Some good shit. Are you going to keep the, the sound <sighs> barriers up for the uh, last episode? Well, I
1: want to take these down, these sound barriers, but I'm actually honestly kind of worried about how they're going to fuck up my wall.
0: Do you think they'd be worth like taping around? <laughs> I'm almost like, do I just keep this wall? Yeah, and not
1: fuck with it. I don't know, dude. I gotta take one off these sound panels and see if it mm. fucks just a little bit and see what happens. No. Like uh, I, don't, uh, I mean, uh, it's a matter. It's like how I gotta grab it, you know? Yeah, I gotta yeah. be really you careful. Gotta roll it off. You gotta I'm gonna have off. to roll it. Yeah, like you're saying. I think if I'm really careful, I can remove these sound panels without completely destroying my
0: wall. Well, if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, we'll put a picture on the Discord, just, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Yeah. a couple weeks, right? You're going to be gone when? When's your last date? You have to
0: stay for a couple extra days, right? Yeah, hopefully. It's looking like I'm going to have to stick around all Memorial Day weekend, sitting around by myself in Memphis, just to show up on Tuesday for like 30 minutes, give them the the deuce sign and leave. Uh, Yeah. So I'm trying to finagle it where I don't have to do that, but um, I might be leaving the second week, or the first week in May, after you, actually, which is september But it's whatever.
1: It's part of it. First week in May, June? June, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're trying. June 1st is looking like our day that we can try to hit the road, you know, get a trailer, load it up, yes. get out. Because they're saying, I might not have to, they may cancel these professional development days. They tried to tack on in the beginning of June, June 1st and June 2nd. Mm-hmm. So if they remove those, then I'm set to leave June 1st. Yeah, because my wife is supposed to start her new job there on June 3rd. Yeah, she but we're like, there. man, we're, we're getting all the furniture and we have no intention of buying furniture when we get there, not until we build our new house. So we're
0: probably just going to be living out of totes for like at least six months or more. Sexy man. Maybe we yep. can just build some like temporary like shelving units. Or you got a nice know. table here. You know. I do.
1: We're just yeah. gonna put everything on the fucking table. You, you, you. You're, this it's like a, you know what's funny. I have a lot of tables. You're literally
0: des- only moving horizontal. Like, space. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving our huge
1: kitchen table. Yeah. This desk and then the table you made me and that's it. That's the <laughs> only furniture we're taking with because we're. Oh no, we're taking our entertainment center. Sorry, yeah. we're ta- We're only taking our solid wood furniture. Yeah. If it's not solid wood, it's going yeah. away.
0: Fucking bougie, man. <laughs> I'm Just kidding. But yeah, man, that's fucking exciting. Um won't like get into the nitty gritty details, but I'm yielding some job offers. Um, some I'm not excited about and one that I'm really excited about, but until you basically it, accept it, right? Basically, yeah, but until you know something's in writing, we'll just we'll just leave it at that, you know, so we don't uh, jinx it. So but, what else has been going on besides working and Fucking homework, um, working in homework, fucking working and homework, um, fucking working. Not you know, not the third thing. Family's out of town, so just abstaining.
1: Yeah, you you don't need a, you don't need a <laughs> third one right now. <laughs> you got enough kids, Austin. Oh yeah. If I'm there's done. someone, if anyone needs tips and tricks on how to produce children,
0: Austin's the guy to hit up. No, tips and tricks <laughs> on how to stop it too. I'll tell you what. So, uh, hopefully. Yeah, we're we'll getting a little snip snip here soon, but enough about <laughs> that, about, about Pokemon. Um, about Pokemon? I've not I, been, I you know, I have not played a game online in like two weeks now. And you you played against me webcam games? Yeah. We played some web games? Well, not game. online, I haven't touched that, okay. I haven't touched the trading card game online in two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I've been playing webcam game games yep. with everyone, so I've played uh, a spin. lot against Jack and, you know, some against you and... Fucking fun. Been
1: pretty awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to, I was able to sneak into the registration for NAIC. So I got fucked over on the Wisconsin one. Yeah. Trying to go into that one an hour after the drop. I missed it. But NAIC, I got lucky. It was 11 a.m. as the first drop, Mm -hmm. and they happened to switch my lunchtime at work today from 12 a.m. to 11 a.m., just randomly because we were going on a field trip. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, kids get your fucking lunches. Get 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 yeah. to the classroom quick. I get them into the room, sit them down, get on my laptop. I'm like hitting the refresh button yeah. and it just dropped and I got in. So, Nice, dude. Got That's- my little confirmation. So, it's not as close as driving to Milwaukee, but it's like 7 or so hours. I can make that drive cuz it's during the summer and I'm not having to work during that time, so it's going to be something. I've never been to
0: NAIC. Well, congratulations, man. Um, I'm hoping to see some Rograts. I'm hoping someone else will go. We'll I'm see. Sure, I'm sure there'll be someone there. But it's really just kind of ridiculous that it, like, has to get to this point of, like, fucking hovering over your shit. Right. Yeah, it's like... That never happened in the past. I mean, I, I guess it's a good indication that the hobby is, is um, healthy. Yeah, the player um, base is healthy, right? Not just the
1: hobby of, like, collecting, which is how it's been. But, like, I guess all these people that became collectors over... The pandemic and we're playing online are finally saying, you know, hey, I'll take a crack at this playing thing. Yeah. You Dude, know, it's
0: gonna be fucking easy picking for experienced players. I mean, not to be, yeah. a dick.
1: <laughs> no, well, it's only so many people get in, Man. right? Lots of, I mean, there's, it's gonna be crazy just because like a lot of the experienced players are having to sit there and like hover over the refresh button. In the middle of their work day, you yeah. know? Like, come on, you're dropping this at 11 a.m.? People are working jobs.
0: I mean, some people, there, you know, for the PTC Geo professionals out yeah, there. Yeah, they're ready, is, dude. They, they, gig, they, so. they get in every single time.
1: But I'm hoping some other rogue rats get in. If you do, let us know in the Discord. I'd like to meet up with some people if anyone else is going to... Naic. I've never been to that city, so go hang out, maybe play some games, do some play testing to get ready for it. It's going to be right after this new set drops, mm-hmm. so this should
0: be a good chance to see a lot of brand new things. Yeah, and hopefully, but I mean, hopefully, the hobby gets a little less popular for next season, so we don't have to fucking arm wrestle just to get a chance to play <laughs> a card game.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping. Well, I think if the capacities change. And maybe if they just find bigger places, you know, if they want to keep things spaced as they are, find places that can hold two thousand people. Fucking football stadiums. Yeah, (laughs) find somewhere because basketball arena. In in the United States, these events we're doing are like twelve hundred fifty. I think is a lot of the caps on them, which is a sizable event. Now, of that twelve hundred fifty, some of it is you know younger children as well, and they're they allot so much space for them. They allot Mm -hmm. spectators. Well, parents, not even spectators. Right. So every time a a younger kid plays, you know they're bringing a parent or so, and that's taking up another spectator spot. So it's definitely going to make it uh, run out faster. But if they can find some bigger places maybe that can hold like 2,000 people, then hopefully they can get around this problem. But I was excited to get into that. I'm still hoping that Milwaukee opens back up if they find a way to increase it, because I know they found a way to increase it in Australia. Yeah for their tournament. Maybe we'll see something
0: similar here. Well, maybe not. Maybe. You know? I mean, Australia is a little bit more fair weather. Yeah. So they're just like fucking, let's do it outside, you know?
1: Oh, is that what's happening? Oh, I'm, just, I mean, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just
0: making a shot. I mean, just, it'll
1: be summer here in Milwaukee. It should be, it should be fine, but yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping because I'd like to do both. Like, that's that time where I don't have to try to fight to get days off of work, which I have like none that I can ever take. So yeah, yeah if, if another one pops up, I'll try to do it. The, air, the rural area I'm moving to really is not going to be a place with much pokemon playing in person so i'll be doing a lot of webcam games and stuff <laughs> online because there's not going to be a big place for me to just go to stores i'm going to have to travel a lot yeah or at least travel to madison which madison will be like an hour and a half drive you know it won't be too bad if, if there was d- a cup you or like that, you know yeah. a cup
0: or something like that those types of events cups or challenges you know i can drive an hour and a half to go there but. yeah where you can you know obviously when you know get enough prizes to, to justify <laughs> the, the i'm just, <laughs> right so but no i'll try to do milwaukee if they, like, they open it up but like i'm not gonna try to just get like super overhyped for these you know like i don't i don't like to get worked up and kind of anxious just to like get into an event or yeah to do something so i usually like when it gets like that i'll just refrain and walk away from it so
1: yeah i, I didn't know. even know it was happening it was literally like someone yeah, you, on got, our, you got
0: super lucky yeah so. someone
1: on our memphis page just happened to like post a comment and at that moment i had my phone out it popped up and it was like hey NAIC is dropping in this many hours at this time. And I was like, holy shit, that's like two hours from now. I can do it. How am I gonna get into this thing? I like I didn't want to be shady and like pull out my credit card in the middle of a class. Yeah. So I like wrote my credit card information down on a piece of paper that I could put on my laptop, just random numbers, so that no one walking by would be like, Why is he taking his credit card out? When oh. I'm like scrambling at exactly eleven AM to sign up. So I did that and I'm glad I did because yeah. like my my principal was walking by the room like right as I'm signing oh, up for I this mean, thing fast. I'm not gonna be like
0: holding a credit card up, you know. I mean I would I'd fucking do it. You're like you've got like two feet out the door. Like, that's just true. Like that's true, but you know just be like, what's up? Be like, Sup. You don't want to burn bridges here. Be like be like my favorite my favorite brand of sex dolls. They're doing a they're doing a drop today. They're doing a drop. You got a problem that with that? That was
1: yesterday. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Be like, I'm into that kind of shit. Are you in that kind of shit? Didn't think so.
1: Yeah, it was made from ethically sourced rubber, my
0: really? favorite type of sex doll. Really? Yeah. Yes. That's good. So like <laughs> um, not animal tested. I don't I don't know if that's even a thing. Nick's got really sensitive, uh, uh, skin and furthermore uh, gets a little bit more sensitive the further down he goes. So he has to have the he has to have the high the high quality <laughs> rubber or he'll uh, he'll, get, he'll break out and uh... <laughs> this is taking a crazy turn.
1: Well, now that this is uh, derailed as it always does, let's go rogue. I went rogue, I just had no hope I really had to let shit go Had to
0: rise, I won't boast to I on my pot of gold Alright man, so We're tapped, we're tapped on this This set, I have to say What'd you say?
1: Pretty much Yeah,
0: Yeah. I, this was really hard for You know, I was talking to Austin about
1: it I'm like, this is hard because I've kind of built Every rogue deck that I Wanted to build mm-hmm. Prior to the release of Brilliant Stars I was like Going through everything. I'm like, I built them all. What have I not built that, you know, is worthy? Because I don't want to just give someone shit, you know? I feel like it has to be...
0: Oh, that's your standard. That's okay. my,
1: my standard is it must top cut
0: in a limitless tournament. That is my standard right now. You like your rogue decks like you like your sex dolls. Okay, I got it. High quality. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And ethically sourced. (laughs) So, I ethically sourced this week's rogue deck by a very talented player. I did not invent this deck. I will probably revise his list a little bit, but I want to give credit to where credit is due. A very talented player by the name of Zoro K. Yen, who... In A recent tournament called the Can Cup number four took a sixth place overall finish out of 120 people playing a really cool Shaman Decidui deck. It was really interesting yeah. Shaman V, V Star, and Decidui, and it brings in a little B drill spice. It was really neat. So I saw this. I was going through tournaments because I was like, well, I want to see what other people have been coming up with and to see if anyone has been able to top cut with something spicy. And going through the last, you know, tournaments, of the last two or three days, I was seeing nothing but Arceus in these tops. Just Arceus, Arceus, Arceus. I wasn't even seeing people enter anything interesting. So I was like, well, what the hell? No one's even trying. And then I go back about day four ago, like four days ago, I see this dude with the little toad symbol. Up in sixth place out of 120 people. I'm like, well, what the fuck is this guy playing?
0: That's when you so, click it and it's I, stuck in Arceus and something. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I click it and I see Shaman and I see Decidui. And I'm like, okay, I like this. I like where this is going. So then I quickly took the list, did some net decking, put it into uh, PTCGO. Realized I was missing a couple shamans, you know, they're super cheap. So, for like eight packs, I got the whole line, like a 3 2 line, Shaman V and V Star, got the deck together and was ready to play it. Played a couple games right away. My games were against two different Arceus variants to start off. And I got Dark Arceus, I got the Water Arceus, and it wins both games. It has really solid matchups. And I'm like, okay. I can see how this guy played it, but it's also a very thought-provoking, challenging deck to play. It is not an easy deck, but it's fucking cool. It's a cool deck, the kind of deck I like. So let me go through this list here that, again, Zoro K. Yen came up with, so he's, I don't know who he is, I don't know his real name, but hey, if you listen to this show, well, first, that's cool that you listen to our show, and secondly, great job great job coming up with a good deck and thirdly join our discard yeah join our discord dude come on you can't be holding off this this shaman spice so he's playing four sobble three Drizzle, two Inteleon with the shady dealings pretty pretty standard didn't go for the fourth Drizzle i guess he figured he didn't need it i didn't find myself needing it when i was playing his deck and then he's got three shaman v two shaman v star that works out pretty nice it's not like you need the shamans in this and i'll talk about that we got two rowlet one snorlax that's the one with the gorman dies so you can draw until you have uh, seven mm-hmm. pretty nice ability you know it's just something in case like you need it you know if your hand at the beginning you don't like it you hate going i'm not a huge fan of gorman dies either yeah, I-, I found myself using it in one of the games it was just a situation where I really just wanted cards and I had no attack. So I was like, you know what? I might as well Gormandize. You know, it was something. Because I had scoop up in that. So I was like, I can get it out next turn. Besides that, we got one Galarian Zigzagoon, one B drill, one Decidueye, one cast deform, snowy form. That's the one with the free retreat. He's just using that as a pivot. So Again, he's got a lot of one-ofs in here. He's got two Rallet, one Decidui. I personally, having played this, would have liked a little more Decidui in it, and I'll talk about that a little more in detail. So I will make some changes to this, but I did want to give credit to his original list before I post any revised list because he's the creator of this. Trainers, we got three Bird Keeper, two Ryham, one Marnie, one Single Strike Style Mustard. One Boss's Orders, four Quick Ball, four Level Ball, three Evolution Incense, uh, three Scoop Up Net, two Ultra Ball, one Escape Rope, one Pow Pad, one Energy Search, one Rare Candy, one Ordinary Rod, one Choice Belt, one Training Court. Energy, five Grass Energy, and three Capture Energy. So. 60 card deck. 60 cards. Is it the perfect 60? 60. I don't know.
0: Depends uh, on your on your preference, and your I preferences. Guess,
1: yeah. I I've played two RCSs and one of both with it and felt pretty pretty good, but there it made me uneasy on lots of games because I was like, why are we playing so few of a few of these cards? So maybe I'm thinking about this deck wrong. Maybe that's the problem. But this is how I played this. I went in and started quickly rushing to Decidueye. I'd evolved Decidueye using the one copy of Rare Candy. I also sometimes use that little Rowlet with a Bird Keeper to snipe a Sobble on the bench right away if I was going second. I yeah. I'd played that in a game, and it stalled him out for a turn, took away his ability to really get into his deck playing Arceus, so that was good, too. Got into Decidueye. Arceus had no way to get around Decidueye. Arceus itself, that is. Doesn't have an attack that gets around Decidueye. He wasn't playing anything to stop Decidueye, so he's just hitting me doing nothing. <clears throat> now, Decidueye is doing 90 to the active, 20 to two benched Pokemon, but you're going to play Choice Belt with your Decidueye. You could. You could put the Choice Belt, which is what I did in both of my games, and the Decidueye was swinging for 120 and doing 20 to two bench. Pretty nice little numbers. It was working out. I was chipping away at Sobbles, things like that. Eventually got some fix some math with zigzagoon etc and nothing can touch you and nothing can touch really, you really yeah so th- you're basically doing this the whole time now what you're doing with shaman you got shaman v which is you now not that exciting but shaman v star it's a 250 hp pokemon does have an ability that allows you to heal up to 120 damage yeah. i believe it was off a Benched, all Pokemon. benched grass Pokemon. All benched grass Pokemon it was. So you could heal it off a of decidui if it's on the bench. If they find a way to break through, mm-hmm. you could heal it and get another chance. Or you could heal off itself if they hit it, which happened to me several times where they, they kept swinging into Shaman. And then I could get the heal and just fuck up their math a little bit where they weren't getting the one shot on shaman v-star now shaman v-star has got a really cool attack for the late game where it does 120 damage and then does 40 more damage for each prize card they're taking so once they get to that point where they've taken five prizes you're doing 200 plus 120 which is yeah. 320 damage with shaman without the choice ban. without the choice band or belt. Or, belt. or belt right or belt. so without that you're still hitting these huge numbers so what can happen is you're playing this game out using deciduous, and then maybe using some Shamans, and then eventually you're going to go into this big one-shot Shaman to win the game. Now, I didn't talk about the other big spice that I used in both games and dramatically impacted the game, and that was Beedrill. That's the Beedrill with the persistent sting.
0: That's chilling rain, right? I think, I think he's so, chilling, yeah. right? He's single-strike single strike
1: Pokemon. Yeah, Drill with Persistent Sting for one grass energy. If your opponent's Pokemon has a special energy attached to it, it is knocked out.
0: Yeah, it Just has a second bam. attack that does, like, 120 for grass energy and something else. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, It's okay, but yeah. you know what? Hey, knocking out
1: the other guy, Yeah, that's pretty awesome. big. I used it in both games against Arceus, took... Huge leads, it was devastating to them, and then came back at the end with Shaman to win both of those games. Mm-hmm. So it was a really cool Pokemon because you're forcing them to take a bunch of single prizers so you can eventually start swinging with Shamans at the end.
0: Yeah, so I want to take a brief uh, like a brief moment to kind of talk about the Decidueye line because this is a card that used to be super relevant and really frustrating right around when Sword and Shield base set first dropped as because this card came from there. And... You you kind of briefly touched over the Rallet, but the Rallet has an ability that if you played Bird Keeper during that turn, it can attack free of cost. Yes. Well, it has an attack, like you mentioned before, for three colors of synergy. That's never going to happen. Yeah. But free of cost, it snipes sixty damage. So fucking cool. But the strategy with the Sidewy and there's like a lot of nuances, and you know I've kind of forgot about it. It wasn't until I was watching you play one of the games is that the Sidewy you have to be really manipulative of. You have to be more aware of like the prizes that you have your opponent still has to take and what you have available to them. Yeah. And what's really neat about this deck that we learned is that like scoop up net basically is like, allows you to manipulate that where it's like mm-hmm. you, you're forcing them to go through the decision. you're forcing their hand to go through the decision. And yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I was scooping up liabilities off the bench to make it that they couldn't take the number of prizes they need to win the game without yeah. knocking out the And once they get to a point where they don't have an option for it, they're screwed. Uh, grass is also really important because things like B- Moltres V, Baby Moltres, all of these things are weak to Grass, and it just obliterates them. Like Baby Moltres, you can knock out the Baby Moltres when they play that with Clara. You can knock it out with a yeah. regular Shaman V and a Choice Belt. You know, you got less,
0: you got, and then what else is cool about Grass, and I know you're excited to mention, is fucking Dark is going to be weak to it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just so, going to be, it's going to be a really of, relevant typing.
1: Yeah, there's just not a lot of people playing things to get around Decidueye. So it was very crucial in both games. It, it definitely made him have to think. Beedrill was very important for taking that knock on How do you get Beedrill out? In case you have been living under a rock and am not aware of this Beedrill card, we don't play any of the evolutions to get it out. Yeah. We play Single Strike Style Mustard, which says if this card is the last card in your hand... Now, this is a supporter we're talking about. If it's the last card in your hand, you can play it. And if you do, you search your deck for a single strike card. Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon. Okay, single strike Pokemon. So we're grabbing, maybe I'm forgetting that wrong, we're grabbing Beedrill off of it Uh and we get to put it right to our bench without evolving anything, right to the bench. And then when we do that, we also get to draw five cards. Mm -hmm. So you go from a hand of nothing to a Beedrill fresh on the bench and five cards. If you hit a grass energy, Beedrill goes right out, swings, takes its knockout. If you don't have grass energy, maybe you hit a Drizzile and you grab an energy search. Yeah. That happened to me well, in so, my first game. Yeah. So,
0: And some something furthermore about single strike mustard, it's like uh, fucking Archie's <clears throat> Ace in the Hole from way back in the day, but you have to have a spot on the bench. There's like so many conditions you have to meet. You have to make sure that, that B drill is still in the deck. So you're going to be definitely using, utilizing ordinary rod <coughs> if you intend to use the B drill later in the game. But then, like, our fucking combo, and I say R, like, I sat there and helped you play yeah. the, the second game, was like, it's fucking like, You had to right-hand the following turn, make sure that you had the perfect combination of cards for the following... To pull off the mustard for the following
1: turn. Yeah, you were like two turns ahead thinking of how you're going to pull off mustard... But that's what's cool about the deck, right? Is yeah. that you're planning multi turns ahead.
0: Yeah. So it looked a little something like you had to grab like a training court. You had to quick ball away an energy to get the training court to make sure you had it the following turn, fucking bench something. You bumped a class stadium with the training court. Like it was like, it was all such a fucking, fucking awesome interaction. And then it like, came out and it was like, you fucked, dude. And yeah, then-
1: it was like you said, it was, I had to get rid of. Again, because the only way to get rid of cards here is like quick balls. Yeah. So we're like, okay, well, I'm going to quick ball the energy. I'm going to play Drizzle to grab Training Court. I'm going to use Training Court to. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to use Training Court until after I play Muster. Then I'm going to use the Training Court to attach the energy onto the Bedro. This is awesome. Everything <sighs> came together so well, and that's what's cool is you're really having to think about how you use your two Ultra Balls because mm-hmm. those that you discard too. How you use your quick balls, and then what cards could you just burn for nothing? Right?
0: You could play Drizzle for nothing.
1: Right, because that's it. Or you could play Drizzle to grab something you don't need that you're gonna play. Like, there's so many things that you can burn in this deck. Uh, Part of my hand in that play we discussed earlier was me burning a random Rowlet. I just threw it on the bench for no reason, just because I needed to thin my hand so I could get down to zero. So you start putting random shit down on the bench you don't need. You start burning random cards and playing you know, it's great. It's pretty cool. It's fucking hard. And um It's a hard deck, but that's it was like intellectually stimulating and mm-hmm. made it fun because it was making my head hurt the entire time
0: I yeah, was playing. And then like then so you and then it came down to where he knocked out the B drill, you had fucking five prizes, he gave you a fresh RCs, and you're like, Pew Pew, motherfucker, here's Shaman V Star. Yeah,
1: doing what Shaman V Star does. So I can see why this guy did it. He finished Uh, Zoro K Yen played this deck and finished with a 7-2-1 record to take 6th place overall in that 120-person event. And, you know, that's awesome. I can see why it worked. It's definitely a hard deck. I'm going to build on this a little bit. And the only things, my only criticism was that in both of my games, I found it hard to consistently have a Decidueye. Like, I wanted two Decidueye. If I get two Decidueye out, I would feel like, super in control of this game because like they're going to have to deal with both they like RCS has ways to deal with this right it has mm-hmm. quick shady dealings it has Inteleon quick shooter it has baby mole trace in that variant you know it's got some ways to get it so i would feel better if this deck played even just like a two rowlet two decidui two rare candy it's got to get a little bit more, I think, because i just finding that like, yeah. oh man, I wanted the other one. And again, there's only one rare candy in the deck, so yeah. Yeah, I think I that's what I want to do. I want to play with it a little bit, and I want to just find a way to get two Rowlet, two Decidueye, two rare candy, because I think Decidueye has more merit than this deck is giving it to really make them struggle long enough to get your shamans and stuff out and and play around with that some. So that's my only criticism.
0: Yeah, and another conversation or something I forgot to talk about is like Decidueye was like, you were going balls to the wall by playing it because it was like, you played a deck that was only Decidueye. So if they had an answer to it, you were just fucked. And so like, but this is like, this is the best of both worlds. But like you said, they're not committing enough to the Decidueye. And it's really, it's kind of worrisome, but it's like, I don't want to say he got lucky, but he's definitely running a skeleton crew of very, like, critical of critical yeah. cards in the game. Um, and, you know, like I said, we don't prefer Snorlax. And so I think this deck took a lot of thought and definitely took a lot of practice to perform with it as well as he did. Because watching you play with it, I mean, like, had it been in a Limitless event, you know, would have been some close calls in terms of, like, time consumption and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: I was but, having to really think through it. My My opponent did send the message hello to me at one point. Yeah, (laughs) Don't be a dick. (laughs) But, you know, as I think of what I could switch out, so things that never got played for me, I never found a use for... Well, the Snorlax, I played it once, but I don't know if... Doing one Gormandize, to be honest, is justifies that card. Mm-hmm. Out of two two really solid games against Arceus, like I just didn't find that to be super necessary. It's, it happened once, got it's me a, a couple card. extra cards. But you know, if I was gonna add another Decidueye, I'd probably swap it from the Snorlax. As far as trainers, the only trainer that never came up as pretty important for me was Ordinary Rod. I didn't find myself needing Ordinary Rod because the grass energy I discarded was crucial to set up right-hand plays. Yeah, you're not going to be
0: discarding your stuff because there's no research. Like and you-
1: then I have training court, so like I still get the energy back, and I didn't find a situation where there was Pokemon that I needed to get back other than Decidueye, whom I couldn't play because there wasn't another rare candy. Yeah. So... I I think if I'm going to make this swap right away, I would say I will swap an ordinary rod and probably swap Snorlax and take one more Decidueye,
0: one more rare candy. And I think I'd feel good about it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then also kudos. Something I never really thought about was like (laughs) the fucking bird keeper and Rowlet combo. Cause it's like, it's like, Having the two Rowlet in there, it's like he definitely put a lot of thought into that, especially with the Castiform. It's like he definitely is, is accounting for that quick sobble knockout. And, just, and
1: that was super important, right? There was yeah. plays where that free pivot from Castiform was like, well, how am I going to play? Because the thing with it, with the Rowlet, you don't have to play Bird Keeper switching Rowlet into the active. You just have to play Bird Keeper on the turn. So you can have a Rowlet in the active. Bird Keeper into castiform Use your free pivot from castiform back into Rowlet to snipe a Sobble again. Mm-hmm. So you could pull off two of those plays potentially in a row in, the, in this deck, which yeah. is cool. You can just shut them down that way. So yeah. awesome job, Zoro K Yen. I'm gonna make that slight, um, you know, twitch uh, tweak to this deck, and I'm gonna post my list with the slight, uh, the little tweak to it. But if mm-hmm. you do want to find Zoro K Yen's deck. He this was in the Can Cup number 4. He took 6th place overall. And yeah, it's really cool. I had fun playing it. It's been a while since I played a, a new deck that I just had a lot of fun with. So I think it's time to get into a Rogue Rat roundup.
0: All right, guys, it's time for another Rogue Rat Roundup where we like to bring on a member of the Discord and, you know, just uh, ask him a predetermined set of questions and, you know, get to know him a little bit better. And so two episodes ago, I said that the next episode we would have Noel knock on there and uh, that didn't happen. so <laughs> without further ado, it's time to have on uh, the one and only Nick, the other Nick, <laughs> the double Nick.
2: Nick to electric boogaloo. <laughs> Yeah, this is gonna get really confusing
0: if we use the name Nick
1: in this interview yeah it's call me
2: Noel, baby
0: knock <laughs> from the discord <laughs> <laughs> so what's that man? what's going on
2: oh uh, nothing you know just chilling enjoying another nice day off <laughs> did you play any Pokemon today with your day off uh I played some card game a little bit of uh, the TCG this morning Mm-hmm. But I've actually been uh, diving back into Pokemon Legends Arceus. But,
0: back yeah. into it. It just came out.
2: <laughs> so um, here's the thing. Uh, I'm kind of a Pokemon fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when Arceus dropped, I actually bought it like 20 minutes after it came out. And I kind of no-lifed it. Oh, yeah? Um, on my first save file, I have over a hundred hours in it because I wanted to like hardcore beat the game, mm-hmm. and I kind of dropped it for a little bit, and now I'm back into it. <laughs> I
1: guess after like a hundred hours, you'd have to take a break from it for a bit.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. It was like a long one too.
0: So, are you doing anything differently this time around?
2: Um, trying to avoid Pokemon that I use regularly. Like I'm like, oh man, this Pokemon would be amazing on my team. Yeah. But now I'm just, like, playing Pokemon like I actually want on my team and, like, doing, like, little weird things, too. Like, I have a Perchorisu on my team right now. And the things do oh, really? work. Yeah, it's awesome. The
0: little uh, electric squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> and a gold duck. Shit's crazy. Damn. Well, <laughs> I got to the last area of the game and was, like, um, it had been pretty easy. And then I finally lost against one of the challengers or the fuck it was. And they were like, would you like to restart? And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll go back to my point of heal. And then they were like, no, would you like to start right at the battle? Your opponent keeps the same, like your Pokemon heal or whatever. I don't know. It was stupid. And I was like, this is easy. And I turned it off and I haven't looked back. But that's oh just cool.
2: yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about the game, where it's like, oh yeah, you're trying to fight this giant boss Pokemon. Try again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> try
2: again, but at its same exact health, but you're hundred percent okay. I hated yeah. that. It made yeah, the it's... it made the final boss so anticlimactic.
0: It's dumb. It's dumb.
2: Yeah, it's very stupid.
0: <laughs> it's like all right, man. All right. Well, enough about Legends of Arceus. Let's roll into these questions. You know that. You know, I I always love to ask and I'm always I'm always very scared to ask for one question in particular, but we're not going to (laughs) start with that one. We'll keep going. So all right, you ready, man? Of course. All right. So the first one is, how did you get into Pokemon TCG and what turned you on to our show?
2: Well, how I got into the Pokemon TCG was, you know, I was like everyone else, you know, when they were a kid. Uh, I just loved Pokemon you know been playing it my whole life so eventually when i first got like my first job back 2013 i was like you know i should start buying some packs because you know they're just cool
1: to so relive so the magic yeah
2: yeah exactly so i started buying them and i was like man these cards are so cool but there's got to be like a way to actually use these and have fun so <laughs> i went and downloaded the pokemon trading card game online and just made like really bad decks <laughs> and usually tried to stay with theme decks in uh, the trainer's challenge.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you dominate
1: yeah. that trainer challenge? Oh yeah, dude. I was <laughs>
2: absolutely destroying those easy bots. It's almost like they were made in like 2012 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yeah, the same updated. bots
1: that are still
0: there. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah it's, def- like, oh, it's like Gray- Grayson's one of them or some shit. Yeah, like, not God much care.
2: has not much has changed. <laughs> it's still bad. Um, but I took a break after that, and I didn't come back until like, because when I first started buying stuff, it was like when Generations dropped. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of took a break after Evolutions, and I came back towards the beginning of Sword and Shield. Okay. And, wow. Yeah, and I've been playing ever since then. You know, just absolutely loving it. Making decks and stuff.
1: Awesome. uh, Well, the second part of the question. So what turned you on to our show?
0: Because we get to ask two parts questions.
1: (laughs) Uh, I get it. I get it. You guys are the hosts
2: and all. Um, (laughs) Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, uh, one day I was like, you know, there's all these podcasts out there. I'm like, I wonder if there's a uh, Pokemon podcast. And I just looked up on Spotify. I looked up... uh, pokemon trading card game podcast and you guys are one of the first ones to pop up that's amazing (laughs) yeah we were one of the first you guys were the most appealing looking one so i clicked on it and i was just like this is a pretty damn good show actually (laughs) so
1: awesome hey thanks
2: (laughs) yeah because i liked because the rogue aspect instantly caught my attention because I was like, "Oh yeah, these guys aren't just going to talk about like Zashi and V or like me and mm-hmm. Max. They're talking about like these weird combinations you wouldn't even think of half the time."
1: Awesome, yeah, that was definitely the goal of why we came to create it because we ourselves, you know, liked rogue decks and we couldn't find a podcast specifically highlighting rogue decks. You know, there's obviously YouTube videos and things for it, but. Sometimes right. it's nice to just put something on in the car and take a drive.
2: Exactly. And I will not lie. You guys have made work much more bearable on Fridays.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday. Yes, well, sir. I love it. So do you work with a with an AirPod in? Yeah. Nice. That's just cool. Kinda,
2: yeah. Just kind of <laughs> ignore all of the other people and then just listen to some Pokemon.
1: Yeah, that way you don't have to hear the shady dealing skit, you know, coming out of your speakers for other people to hear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that,
0: had,
2: that, that had me in stitches and everyone's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, you, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: fun. It's cool, man. So for episode 43, you'll get to get to listen to yourself talk a little bit. So we'll see. Oh, it's
2: going to be so weird. I might skip this episode, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, better you
2: better not. You better not do
1: it. But, um, yeah, don't don't start it and then skip it. Then the data is gonna be like everyone's not listening.
2: Get <laughs> a yeah. part where I'm talking and then get to the end of the segment. Yeah, we
1: just see like the the thing which shows how long people are re- like the retention of it of when they stop listening. And it's like every time it gets to the end of Null's segment, there's a huge drop. It's just <laughs> Null listening to that point. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been on the Discord for a minute. And, um, you know, you've been playing with us for a while, so you've played several decks in the time you've been on there. But which one are you currently playing?
2: Oh, my God. So if uh, anyone in the Discord has noticed, uh, I kind of dropped a good bit of coin to make my uh, newest deck that I'm absolutely loving at the moment. Uh, Charizard V-Star with Arceus V-Star. I'd love that deck so much.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm just happy
2: to finally be playing a Fire-type deck again. Like I've just been loving it.
1: Yeah, and you were killing with it too in that tournament we were in together the other night playing that Charizard deck, and, and it was crazy because No was like two zero, and then he just drops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well that's because uh it's because the homie
1: poe dropped and i was like you know what the homie go i gotta go like, <laughs> <laughs> he just dropped it, and like man i think the Charizard had a chance to win it that night because i ended up winning it with grass and there was no way i was gonna beat zard if we came down to it in the end so it's like oh, i think no could have just won this <laughs> tournament but hey you gotta think about it if i
2: wouldn't have dropped we wouldn't have gotten a. Uh how to be a dick segment for last week
1: (laughs) that's true right (laughs) maybe maybe he wouldn't have been a dick to you that's
0: true (laughs) that's crazy man so yeah you've been playing with charizard V star
1: um
0: with a v max in there
1: too right he's got the v max in there so it's pretty
0: bougie yeah oh yeah no max and
2: no one ever expects it, dude. Like, they're all just like, oh, Charizard V-Star, 2.30. And I'm like, what about 3.30? Right in your <laughs> yeah, face. I know. It,
0: it, it happens all the time. And it's like, you're just like, you're very, like, obvious that you're going to be doing it. It's like, it's just sitting back there. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like, going to hit me fun. soon. Do you, do you, you play a soon.
1: rainbow version of the Max? Man, <sighs> I
2: want to so bad, but... <laughs> My resources could be used elsewhere. <laughs> Is it really that much
1: of a trade now? Like, I would have it's, thought... It's, it's probably not, higher now than it was, like, um, eight weeks ago. I'm sure it's if, way higher.
2: If anything, I would say probably four Brilliant Stars packs. Okay, like, that's not too bad. That's not too much. But I'm out here just trying to make, like, actual, like, decks. Like, yeah. because I know I make, like, the joke on the Discord all the time of clout cards and all that. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather have, like, an actual functioning deck than just, like, a bunch of shiny cards.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know?
1: Okay, so we'll, we'll go into our next question. So what made you decide to join the Discord, and has it lived up to your expectations?
2: Um, so the reason I chose to jump into the Discord is because um, ever since um, I tried getting Pokemon to rev up at a local card store, I really haven't had anyone to play with. So when I saw that you guys had a Discord... I was like, oh, maybe I could hop in here and get some people to play with because I had like no one. I think I had like one other person who played with me Mm -hmm. online and like every now and then I'd play with them in real life. But I was like, I need more people to play against to really broaden my horizons. So I hopped on the Discord and eventually started playing games with the guys very regularly and I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, it's such an amazing place. Everyone's so chill and stuff. It's always good to come in here after a long shift and then just hop online see all you guys on there. And we just start gooning around.
0: Yeah. It's really cool. And what I really like about it now too, is where we're starting to get to know each other's routines a little bit better. Yeah. (laughs) And that, you know, like, you know, come 10 PM my time. It's like, Oh, here comes, you know, if Noel's going to get on, he'll be on pretty soon. (laughs) I usually am. (laughs) And, um, and, you know, so it's a, it's a nice place just to know, you know, where we can go and play. But, um, yeah, you play pretty regularly with Sore Thumb and uh, Poe, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Those guys are amazing players. Like, some of the stuff they come up with is just genius.
0: It's I know. It's pretty crazy. Like, um, and some of the activities I've seen, you know, it's been anywhere from, like, um, people opening up virtual packs, just hanging out to... We're going to build the deck together, just hanging out to now you guys are. And I finally got to join in with you guys playing webcam games with the physical cards, just hanging out. And it's, it's pretty fucking cool. So and you're like and you've always been and you are, you know, you're right in the middle of that. So uh, it's really awesome. And, you know, thank you for always contributing to the, the activities there on the discord, man.
2: Oh, uh, hey, man.
1: It's it's all good. I love it here.
2: You know, just being a part of stuff is just fun,
1: you know. Yeah, i'm um, loving the webcam games now like getting to finally do that the other night that was a lot of fun it was more fun than i've had uh, that i've had playing pokemon in a very long time exactly it's because we're getting to play with people that we normally only regularly
2: play with online so mm-hmm. now we get to play like kind of physically with them yeah. which is awesome you get the shit because... talk and stuff you know
1: exactly yeah, we... <laughs> and
2: like the game is like a not going to lie, it's a completely different beast than it is on uh, online. Mm -hmm. Because when you play in person, you're actually more prone to make more mistakes. Because you don't have those little flashy indicators going like, oh yeah, by the way, you can shoot this guy for 20 damage with quick shooting. Mm -hmm. Real life, you're just like, oh no, I forgot my quick shooting. Then you're just gone for
1: And it's also more, I feel like on the Discord, it's more laid back because we know each other, we're friends, as opposed to like, I, I know when I go to play out in person in Memphis, like, I don't know all the people there. I'm not necessarily friends with all those people. And it's very, like, serious the whole time then, you know? But everyone's like, I'm here yeah. to win, you know? That's kind of the mentality. So it takes a lot of the fun of the game, like, what it's designed for.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, if I were to describe myself as a player, I would say that I'm a very casual player because I just like to play around, you know, dick around with, like, weird decks and stuff. Like, that's why I run, like, there's this one deck, the... Uh solarian curse mm-hmm. yeah
1: what like the with, v one or the or the baby
2: oh no the v that one's so stupid i run that in a deck <laughs>
1: with an old cemetery so they're yeah, taking well, they... like
2: five every time they put an energy on yeah just have you that? tried it
1: with like arc as well and they
2: just nah, drop dude.
0: another Let's two
1: run that
2: run that in there raw man <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: I... <laughs> well um they're We've, we're going to go off script real, real quick because um, there's something that you do that is really unique that I want to talk about, and um, something I think our listeners may take some value of. And you are actually a sanctioned Pokemon professor. Am I mistaken, or is that is that true?
2: That is correct. I took the fancy little quiz, and I'm a full fledged Pokemon professor.
0: Which is, is fucking awesome. Congratulations! And I uh, yep. heard that's not an easy quiz. So, you want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the quiz. Oh, goodness. It was a long time ago. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was just uh, the quiz was rather intense. You know, you just have to be able to, like, a bunch of questions. Like, there's, uh, you have to figure out the proper solution to, like, say, something that would happen in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, the board state or if someone made a mistake that changes the game like if Mm -hmm. they play a marnie wrong or something and like they shuffle their whole hand in their deck just what to do in that situation or what cards affect certain cards and all that
1: Mm
2: -hmm. just like questions like that and how to deal with like people that are getting rambunctious and all that at the event
1: yeah is there like a a booklet to study for the quiz is there (laughs) i'm picturing Um, like praxis and sats and stuff like is there like some type of study guide that people use to prepare to be a pokemon professor
2: uh yeah uh the rule books um, okay I, I will point out uh one of the harder things for me to find was the penalties mm-hmm. like what to do in situations where you have to apply penalties that was kind of the harder one to find but yeah. i eventually found it
1: okay and yeah Interesting. Yeah, uh, I've kind of seen in person sometimes those penalties can vary significantly, too, from like judge to judge. So I could see that the quiz might be difficult if they're asking for like, what's what is the penalty for that given situation?
2: Exactly. Yeah, just just depends on how bad the player is either acting or how badly they interrupted the play of the game.
0: Or if you're hungover that day and you just don't, you're tired of everyone's shit. You know, there's there's contingencies for all this. So you have your you have your decision if you're hungover and if you're not.
1: So when you listen to the "Don't Be a Dick" segment and you hear like the dick ways that people interact, sometimes do you ever think of like if this was an in-person event and someone did that, that this would be a penalty? Does that ever come to mind? Yeah, definitely. Because with all the slow playing, that's
2: like nah not gonna slide in real life yeah it's like you gotta be quick and you gotta play um but i also think that half of these people do not have the cojones to do that in real life yeah because it's just like you're not going to be rude to someone face to face in real life right Mm -hmm. like and if you are you're just a douchebag and you deserve whatever (laughs) penalty you get yeah (laughs) true
0: well you haven't met nick and i in real life (laughs) (laughs) True. true Awesome people out on their shit. <laughs> but, um, all right, man. So, with that being said, N- No Knock is like our community judge. It's pretty cool. Uh, that's what I, it's our, my favorite. So, anytime we're, we're talking around, whether we're dicking around or not, we'll be like, judge. And you know, uh, you, you come to the run, you come to the rescue. So, <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool, man. Um, do you think you've, you've, you've spoken on it before and we don't have to talk about it too much, but. Do you kind of find yourself being pulled one way as like being a judge or being a player or can you be both? How do you feel about that? You see
2: it's always a really tricky question when it comes to that because on the aspect of it as I mentioned before I see myself as much of a casual player when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. So I don't get me wrong, I absolutely love playing this game and seeing all the weird wacky combinations you can make with these cards. For instance, there's like a Luxury coming up next set. Absolutely Mm -hmm. love that, man. It's not going to be a good card, but it's favorite. So Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, I like being a player more than that because I can take these cards that no one's playing and then I can give them some attention. But then that's where my nerves kick in because then I'm just like, oh, don't want to get annihilated because I'm playing a Mm low-key meme deck. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why... I at first took up, you know, the idea of becoming a professor slash judge so I can, you know, just learn to look at what everyone else is doing and see all these amazing ideas people come up with and just honestly be thoroughly impressed by half the stuff people come up with.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, our uh, Zoom is giving us a, the the, cl- the countdown of death, So I guess we'll, we'll get into this. Let's a question. Are you ready for it, man?
2: Uh, yeah, it's the one I have not been looking forward to. <laughs> all right. It's okay.
0: We're, we're all friends here until after this question. After <laughs> all right. Are you ready for it? All right. Here we go. Who's your favorite host and why?
2: So I was actually thinking about this. Okay. And no offense to you, sir, but Austin, you're my favorite host. Ah. Oh. Because... Um, when I first actually joined the Discord, you were one of the first ones I interacted with. And, not going to lie, it's just been a nice little, you know, bonding thing. Because, you know, most of these podcasts and stuff, you know, they, they're just like, oh, 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 yeah, we're all up here on the top of the pillar. And they don't really talk and hang out with their community that much. But, you know, like you were one of the first people to talk to me on the Discord and all that. So I've just kind of, ever since then, I've been like, Austin's the homie. and it's i mean it could change in the future you know nick and i really don't hang out that much so you know (laughs) there's always the future
0: (laughs) yeah you'll learn that uh nick is uh he'll grow on you (laughs) (laughs) yeah we got the same name (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah i I agree with you and and, you know um it's a good thing you joined when you did a few months back i mean i'm not gonna lie had if you Joined within the past couple of weeks or in the in the coming weeks, you know, certainly would not I would not have been the first person reaching out to you, but you know it's it's um it's a place to kind of go and relax for me, and so I I find myself on there a little bit more and more depending on the the stuff that's going on, and uh you know it's just a it's a it's a chill place to go on there and see all kinds of. Shenanigans! I don't even know like what the crazy shit's going on now. <laughs> right now, it's it's the struggle of watching Poe uh, get registered for his regional. <laughs> I, I know. The, I feel so bad for him. That's dude. the community topic right now, but um, I think that makes me two for two.
1: There you go, Austin. It's always the same <laughs> reason, though. It's Austin can go on the Discord.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Times maybe in the summer. You know, um, yeah. See, in the
1: summer, would be completely flopped because I have no work, and that's all I'm going to be doing
0: and i'm going to be starting a new job so it's going to be <laughs> But totally yeah, i different. think
1: in those last couple months is when i was like in like hunting for job range getting my certification so like i was never on the discord in like the months of february, march, yeah. april.
2: But, all good. It was always a treat to see you when you hopped on there.
1: <laughs> I know. That's
0: why i tell him. He holds he has he like he holds this like super mysterious like value. It's like I'm on there all the time. Like, I'm whoring myself out. So it's like, uh, there's Austin again, you know, whatever. But then it's like, oh, what? Like, I, I genuinely get excited when Nick is on the Discord. It's like, it's like <laughs> a treat. <laughs> exactly. So he could well, go on there. and I will definitely
1: something. be on in the summer. So I look forward to it, especially playing these cam games that we're doing now.
2: Oh, yeah. Same here, dude. You're like one of the people that I don't get to play with too much. So I'm really looking forward to playing against you.
1: Yeah, man, that'd be a lot of fun. I just won't play you with on against your Charizard deck.
2: (laughs) What do you mean? That's a completely optimal deck to play against Charizard. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Right.
1: Just for that matchup, I'll put all those Snow and Leaf badges in there. So
2: anyway, that's uh, 660 damage. Your turn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we got one last question. You get to... Actually, you get to ask us one question. And only one. Two-part questions will result in this segment abruptly ending.
2: Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I've been racking my brain. Um.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: What's your guys' favorite Pokemon? War Turtle. War Turtle. Eh?
1: Really? War Turtle. I've never even heard you talk about War Turtle. Okay. What's your favorite Pokemon, Nick? Man, I have five, so it's... I'm, okay, I gotta really think here. I got five, and it's very hard to just, like, pick one of them without making someone else feel left out. You know? Like, yeah, to me, fun. like, they they have these personalities, and I feel like I'm hurting one of their feelings by not picking them.
2: Oh, yeah, dude, I feel the same way. Like, when I'm playing a game, and I got, like, a team going, and I'm like, oh, this is just mm-hmm. my starter team. And I'm like, I don't want to take them off. What if I hurt his feelings? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's for me it's like a it's a hard toss up between Typhlosion and Leafeon. Those are like my two my two guys, but It's a pretty solid choices. Yeah. I feel like like I really like Typhlosion, but I don't have that bond because Pokémon never gives me a good card to play Typhlosion. Right. So I I have more like personal interaction with leafy right exactly are you going to be uh, running a Hisuian typhlosion i probably will because even though it's probably going to be kind of a meta-ish thing i just love right. typhlosion so it's like i can't just not play typhlosion yeah
0: i'm
1: not gonna to say leafy on for now but you know there are days when i'm all team typhlosion <laughs> and i just i always feel bad for typhlosion just because it always gets the short end of the stick it was kind of like the supposed to be the next Charizard when they were, you know, when it was given to us, but like people right. didn't really care about it the way they cared about Charizard. And, you know, right. I just, if I was a Pokemon trainer, I'd want a Typhlosion with me.
2: Well, that's because Charizard's a dragon. That's not a dragon. That's why people love him. <laughs> okay,
1: right, I'll, I'll say, is War Turtle really it? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it. Why War Turtle, man? I've never heard you talk about War Turtle.
0: Um, kind of for the same reason you like to, uh, Typhlosion. Um, of all the starters, you know, I really do think like middle evolutions should be part of the conversation. And I just, I think in the series, like War Troll gets skipped over really quickly as do all the middle evolutions, but I think it was really well developed. I liked the kind of like the wave kind of horn ears they gave it. Mm-hmm. I, think oh, it's, yeah. I think it's a really cool Pokemon and never really gives it's, you know, never really gave it justice, but
1: no, and it didn't get played much because they rare candy in the card game.
0: Yeah. To get exactly. from Squirtle.
1: So, that so I think it
0: looks I think it's cooler than Squirtle and I think it's cooler than Blastoise. So that's my reason. There you go. Nice. Well, man, Zoom's
1: telling us we're on our last minute. They're counting down. So no, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh no. Thank you guys for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a long time.
0: We're fine. We're glad to finally have you on here, man. Same here. All right, man, do you remember like in elementary school or fuck, maybe you're a teacher, you guys still do this, um, when you would write a letter to your older self?
1: Yes, I do remember doing that. I also remember something similar. Like you ever put like the quotes in your yearbook of like what you want to do after high school? Yeah. And then you look back at your yearbook? Yeah. So I went through my yearbook the other day. Uh It was in my shit that was taken out of the yard sale. Yeah. And there's like a quote, so shit I wanted to accomplish. Okay. And then read through this and my wife goes, you didn't do any of these things. <laughs> and that's what I thought of immediately when I read this, because that just happened to me like two days ago.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah. You're like, you read the letter 10, 20, or however many, you know, years later, and you're like, fuck, where did that spark go that I once had, you know? and uh, Yeah. You know, we can uh, we can attribute that to, you know, you know, life's many pleasures, alcohol, graphic video games, porn, marijuana, premarital sex, you know, all the things that's plaguing our youth, but... Um, we're we're not going to have two heavy episodes in a row, you know. We're we're going to it's but, but you know, we're we're just not going to go there. It was a joke, guys. We're not going to talk about, you know, all the things surrounding our youth and and you know, depriving our youth of culture and meaning, you know. We'll just we'll just let the news do that. But instead, <laughs> we did a thing where we wrote a letter to ourselves sort of in a way 11 episodes ago to be exact, episode 32 fucking up players with Joltini 2.0. About good th- episode. Good yeah, episode. Good episode. Really good episode. It was about three months ago, and this is when Brilliant Stars was about to drop, and we made predictions of like what the impact of Brilliant Stars would have on rogue deck building or the game in general. So, and what we said is we said, well, whenever Brilliant Stars is about to be the non-new deck, and then we get whatever like radiant, astral,
1: astral radiance, yeah,
0: is we're going to talk about kind of just. Talk about the list we made and see how we close said to... that. Yeah, we said that. You remember that? I would have forgotten, but whenever I was driving home to Missouri yeah. last, I listened to fucking episode thirty-two. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, we
1: so... said that we'd come back to it,
0: yes. and here we are. Here we are.
1: We're keeping a promise. I think this is the
0: first time we've done it. We don't Damn. follow through, man. We don't. Yeah, just like it's
1: amazing anyone listens to
0: us. Just like that. <laughs> just like that. Never. No, just, my dad was awesome. He definitely followed through with all mine.
1: His mine did not, but yes, just like <laughs> Nick's dad,
0: never following through. That's why we don't ever do this shit. Yeah. So, anyway, here we are. We had several categories, and we're just going to go through it. And I don't remember what we said, but we're going to be like, "Oh, that was fucking stupid," you know. In hindsight, yeah. Remember,
1: so. we had, we made categories to talk about, like we picked Pokemon. I think that we said would be either good, like supports, attackers, V's, vmax Like that, they'd have impact yeah. on the gameplay. So I'm we'll excited. Well, look if our predictions were good. And yeah. if you guys
0: like it, we'll do it for fucking Astral Radiance. Yeah, it'll
1: be cool. That'll yeah. be cool. Yeah, see if our predictions are good. So we want to start us
0: off? Yeah, man. So the first category we had was single prize Pokemon that was a support Pokemon. And I went with Manaphy based on the notion that it was going to allow us to have single prize Pokemon again. I went with
1: Manaphy as well, looking at what I, what I said in that episode. And I don't, so did it? Did it allow us to have... Okay, so I played all the single babies with some success, did not play Manaphy. Yeah. We've seen uh, Malamar come back. Now, Malamar does play Manaphy. Yeah. It did allow Mal- Malamar to continue,
0: and Malamar saw a lot of success, so... So we we, we discussed just having this card in, in the card pool, just yeah. like the notion of having it in the card pool, and more so like the impact we had. We talked about how... There would be moments of when Manaphy was played more um, as we saw, like, kind of like Jolteon come up. And then we saw moments where, like, it would get less played because everyone thought it would be, you know, and then people would use that extra slot to allocate it for maybe more consistency. Um, I don't know if it was exclusively, but we definitely saw a decline in Jolteon.
1: We did. Yeah. We saw a decline in Jolteon. We saw a decline in Rapid Strike. We saw a resurgence of Rapid Strike, and then we saw a decline in Rapid Strike because we saw a resurgence of Manaphy. Yeah, As Manaphy peered its head, these bench snipers took a seat back.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, we definitely hit this one on the nail on the head on this one. Um, Let's get into the next category, dude. Okay, single prize Pokemon attackers. Moltres, the fire one. The Fire Moltres. Yeah, that if it had damage on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could do like 90. 90. Yeah, Yeah. no weakness. And we were saying because it was going to use Giant Hearth to get the damage. Yeah, We saw it played a little bit with Entei V, but that was it. And then Entei V kind of flopped and didn't continue.
0: We <clears throat> you revised Joltini, which would have been a good inclusion to have Moltres in there and you opted not to do it. It didn't need it. So Yeah,
1: didn't find the numbers relevant. I didn't see anyone else playing it in Victinis as relevant. I tried it in Victini, pure Victini decks and didn't find it helpful. Tried it in Entei. Didn't didn't find Entei as a super relevant, helpful deck with so much water around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we both said Moltres, but I don't think Moltres was enough to get fire.
0: Get out it. of in hot, this in this out of meta
1: hot water ha ha
0: ha get you it you know
1: fire and I water it. put I,
0: it out <laughs> I, I get it i get it but as we're talking about it i almost it doesn't have weakness and that's what really sucks you know like if it could hit for weakness that'd be fucking cool but yeah it can't so it's like it's just a flat 90 um so you don't really gonna want <clears throat> to it doesn't give you in like diversity of, of typing matchups it's just a flat a flat rate damage count you know and it's It's okay. You know, whatever you put put choice belt on there, 120, but...
1: Yeah, it's all right. I don't think pure fire decks have found a way to be good enough yet other than Charizard right now. Honestly, I think Charizard is probably the best fire we'll see, although we're also still seeing some pure Victinis, but it seems like pure Victini in itself is still doing better than trying to include Moltres with Victini, so...
0: Yeah, so we were wrong. Oh, well. Oh, well, okay. The Pokemon... Yeah, we did. I don't know why, but I said fucking just V Pokemon, attack, or support. I didn't want to do a split because you know what? It fucking, yeah, we don't give a shit. Um, I went with Luminion V.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know if we said we were trying to make this more rogue or not. Yours wasn't rogue. I think I chose mine to be something for a rogue application, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, well, I just said Lumini on V because it was going to enable a lot of rogue decks to have a little bit more consistency, allow us to get away from the shady dealings engine. I think mm. that was a, that was what I was going off of or what I tried to recall. Um, we saw this in a lot of play in just about every deck, um, like you said. But I like started to use it and veered away from it and then was kind of uh, based on the like, was like, Meh, it's okay, not really like hasn't found its spot yet because we have yeah. shady dealings. But then... You included it in Joltini and you and it was in
1: Joltini. You you I played it. in yeah. my Ice
0: Rider. I've played it in a lot
1: of different lists. I've played it in I think all the single babies as well. I've actually found Lumineon V to be very helpful. Because if I'm desperate enough to put that liability on the bench, it's because I either have a winning play in mind or I am just fucked and need a professor, you know? Yeah. And that's what I found it useful for is like unlike a crowbat, which might just draw me three or four cards or something. Usually I'm in a situation where it's like I want the win or I need to get out.
0: Yeah. And on this note, I actually I do recall there was a moment when I was playing Ice Rider for a while for a good, a good couple weeks. And I decided I was going a little heavier on the Ultra Balls. And I actually opted to go Eldegoss V, um, kind of as Mm, pure Lumineon V, because I was like, "Eh, I'm going to be doing a little bit more discarding. I'd read like, you know, and it saw me a couple of wins. So,
1: yeah. So I think we said when we did this episode that Lumineon V would become like a meta changing card that it was going to be played heavily. And I don't think it's played heavily. I think it is another option. Mm-hmm. But while we still have things like Eldegoss V and Crobat V, I think we're just finding some people playing it, but maybe we'll see it more once Crobat's gone because a lot of people will play a one of Crobat, things like that still. Then it will probably become more defining in most decks. So I don't think we fully hit the nail on the head with our prediction, mm-hmm. though I've included it in a lot of things. I'm just not seeing a lot of other people. Now my Pokémon V, I had two things here. I had more of a rogue and I had something that I said would just be used a lot. And that was Arceus V. I said not the V Star, I wasn't talking about that. I'm just talking about Arceus V. Yeah. And I talked about it purely for that energy acceleration of Trinity Trinity Charge. Mm-hmm. It's first attack for two double colorless that it could just quickly charge up three energy onto something and make decks viable. And it does that. It does it in in Charizard decks like we we see that being played if you're going second in rcs like that gets your other stuff ready you can play it in weird decks like gardevoir and things like that you could also play it to accelerate you've played in a, i think someone played in a shadow rider so you yeah, i see play it played like there yeah. so i feel like it's it's attack trinity charge did get played in lots of decks whether they're all Top tier, but I think you have to include the RCS V star decks, right? Going second, they're still playing Trinity Charge. So I think the Trinity Charge attack was a meta defining attack. Yeah. Whether you get the go first or not, like it's it's yeah. something that's used.
0: Well, yeah. And you know what's kind of funny? I, I, I certainly agree mm-hmm. with you. I definitely jumped on the RCS bus. So I built three decks using it. I'm not sorry, guys. You know, whatever. You built a lot of interesting decks with it, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of rogue
1: ones, and you, you can use it.
0: Yeah. And, but last night we were, you know, we were doing some webcam gaming and you're like, man, do we get all of our ideas? And looks like you forgot about Flygon V. And uh, do you even remember what it does?
1: I don't remember what it does now. I didn't forget about it. I saw the people build it right away. Yeah. I saw the deck getting built. It was played in some tournaments. It actually did pretty well. It just had a really huge attack. That's all I remember. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what it did. I just remember it being, like, fucking huge. Yeah, um,
0: you have it up? Yeah. grass two fighting, and one mm-hmm. colorless energy. does 160 plus, 160 more if the, your opponent's active Pokemon is a V-Max. And you discard three energy from this Pokemon, so it was hitting 320 for a V. So you were probably just under the notion that you could accelerate with it with Arceus. Yeah. Know, just fucking go for it. So,
1: right. It was an option. Yeah. It didn't get played... Heavily, and I think I just said it would be a interesting Rogue V, but I didn't think Flygun would make a meta-defining
0: shift. Even with RCS play. four energies, is ridiculous. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. still it's still pretty high. I yeah. saw people play it right away, and I did see it get some success, mm-hmm. but not enough to counter what we see now, which is people playing pure Arceus. Yeah. People eventually figured out Arceus is just good. You don't even have to pair it with anything. Mm-hmm. It can just play Arceus and be hyper-consistent and be good.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, next up, we so,
0: have... VMAX and V-Star. I think I wanted to go against the grain here and, and do a VMAX because V-Star was the new hip thing and I <laughs> wanted to keep it cool. I went with Mimikyu VMAX. I don't really remember why. I just know the attack with Acerola's uh, Premonition, I think, is the name of the card. Um, if you play Acerola for two colors ng you could put 13 damage counters wherever you want. Um, I ended up using this in a rogue deck that was based on... Um, on the premise that you could donk your opponent either with a hyper-consistent RCS setup using Zoss or with this, if they you know, decided to use single prizers, And it was a lot of fun. I know Jack from Australia. You know, I think that's what we should call him. Jack from Australia. Yeah. Jack. Jack you know, from Belgium. Jack from Australia. Yeah, uh, Austin from the Americas. Yeah, Austin from the <laughs> Americas. And um, it was cool. Uh, but I know Jack, he used it in a pure build. He had a lot of fun with it. But... It's fine. There's just better options. So, you know, like, it was cool. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so
1: I had, as mine, I picked a V-Star, and I picked Whimsicott. Okay, so I had reasoning at this time. I'm just going to say, Whimsicott's fucking awesome now. I mm. knew it would be a good card, but not necessarily for the reason I originally thought. I was talking about Whimsicott, V-Star. I think in that episode I was saying the attack... Is gonna make Shadow Rider so much better. And really, it's V Star attack, is what I was referencing a lot as my main focus because it could one-shot KO snipe possibilities, because it can snipe something based on the amount of energy is is uh, upping the damage output, mm-hmm. turning that into like an eight prize game. It was and it did see it get played in Shadow Rider. Initially, yeah. it was being played in Shadow Rider, but Whimsicott also has an awesome attack that makes it that. Uh, People can't play special energies from their hand. And now we're seeing Whimsicott fucking dominating really well like it's consistently making top cuts it's being played in every single limitless tournament it's being played in regionals it's making top 16s in regionals it's not gonna
0: stop it's gonna keep doing
1: it's it. gonna it's gonna be one of those threats that's always there because if people keep playing special energy heavy decks like arceus whimsicott is going to exist because of that ability to deny them playing the special energy cards from their hands so I knew this card would be good. I do believe I referenced the value of denying them playing special energies, but I thought it would be more used in a utility of other decks that already existed rather than forming an entire deck around Whimsicott itself, because it seemed kind of clunkier trying to do it by itself. But I still think I predicted this Whimsicott was going to be good.
0: Hey, come here, come here. Lean over so I can pat you on the yeah, back. Yeah, pat. Thank big you. man, big man. Thank you. Are. you. I predicted it. Job. Job.
1: Man, I should have fucking bought them when they were all cheap, right? Because do you remember doing? how cheap Whimsicott was when that set dropped?
0: I know, I it know. It was like a bulk dollar V. Hey, what are you doing for dinner tonight? <laughs> serious, serious question. What are you doing after this?
1: I, I don't have any plans yet. I haven't eaten
0: yet. I'll buy, I'll buy you dinner if you give me your Whimsicott's. <laughs>
1: He's gonna he's, he's saying that, but he's going to be like, okay, let's go to McDonald's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take you to the place that we went last week. Okay. Okay. Maybe we could do that. We're sharing the mozzarella sticks, though. All right. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. okay. Next up, item. What do you got? Uh, choice
1: belt. Look at that. I also said, like, choice belt.
0: But no. you also said I ultra also ball. said ultra
1: ball. But, yeah, choice, choice belt, belt. Go belt. ahead.
0: Yeah, just fucking, you know, it put a lot of things in range. You know, a couple of episodes ago, you talked about relevant math. Not perfect math, but relevant math where it had to be put in two-shot range to knock things out. And this put a lot of Pokemon over that threshold that previously weren't there to where they could, you know, if they were sitting at, like, 130, it pushed them over to 130 where they could, you know, effectively two-shot Maxes or yeah. Yeah. one-shot What is it caught
1: with, with Joyce Belt. It's, so. it's fucking... It absolutely is a meta-defining card. It's played in most decks. It made it easier for you. made Ice Rider much better at taking dogs because now they can combine it with Leon. Mm-hmm. It's played in Leafeon now. I play it and it's super effective to get me up to 270. So zigzagoon can drop a 10 on RCS. It's an awesome card. It's played in RCS. Yeah. To do big damage, you know, to get those numbers up a
0: little higher. So yeah, so it's just a fucking good card. And it I mean, we didn't really go out on a limb there. Like we were it was it was fucking obvious just by reading the card, you know. Yeah, like we knew
1: the, it was gonna be good because we had choice banned in the past which was effectively a similar type of 20 car. 20 damage right i think 30 it was 30 it was 30 gx yeah to, G- a,
0: GX. to a gx now okay. this is just our v1
1: from yeah. history we can see like hey this is gonna be good
0: yeah better than I, vitality band which does 10 to everything yeah.
1: yeah yeah 10 was not relevant enough to push those numbers up that's worth playing it now i had said ultra ball as well ultra ball is played in pretty much everything yeah yeah. You know, it's like they play, a, they might play some incense too, but they're usually going to play some Ultra Balls because it's just a more flexible card. Remember our word, flexible. Yeah. You can use it to get basics when you really need them. You can use them to get mm-hmm. big evolutions, v stars. You can V-stars, use it to manipulate your hand. You can use, you
0: can use it to put shit in the yeah, discard. It made
1: B Drill much easier to play with the mm-hmm. Persistent stings. you can get rid of two cards from your hand fucking
0: Wombo combos up all all up in that shit allowed
1: man. me to build more Peko V union because yeah. i could discard two of those V union cards from my hand i mean it was it's a great card and we'll see it being played so it was definitely meta defining you better not order steak when I buy you dinner tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want a steak from that bar, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but definitely, definitely meta-defining, as you said. Uh, I think I abstained from saying Ultra Ball because I did a feature of like bring it back with it. It's a card I've been familiar with. I was excited yeah. excited for it to see it to come back, but something I'd used a lot. I guess you used it a little bit. You, you know, you caught the tail end of it when it was relevant with Sun and Moon or and standard or mm-hmm. rotation. That's the word. But um, supporter. Dude, what were you thinking? I went with fucking Cafe Master, which is like I think it reads something like search your deck for three different types of basic energy attached to your Pokemon in any way you like, or like to one Pokemon each, and it ends your turn. You had access to the uh, Stage Two Alcremie, which was like your turn doesn't end if you use Cafe Master. I never once touched this shit. Never once thought about it. I well, I, I, I lied. I kind of thought about using it for the single single press. Monotype showdown, but I didn't, and yeah, just like it's too hard of a card. It's too slow. Like something that ends your turn has to have an awesome ability. And while this is awesome, it's not enough because whatever you put that energy to is can just get bossed and knocked the fuck out the following turn. And it's like you never used it. (laughs) Yeah, I think we were
1: thinking like some type of Rainbow Suicune Entei Raikou deck.
0: Yeah, we didn't have the balls to go for it, man. It was... I th- yeah, I tried it. It just wasn't good.
1: Yeah. It wasn't no. good as pure Suicune. Yeah. I had for a supporter Sharon's Care which was absolutely a meta-defining card. Picking up Arceus V-Stars, putting them back in the people's hands. They play one, sometimes two, and most RCS decks made Togekiss come back. We've seen some Togekiss decks played, not just Austins, but we've seen them play now. We've seen yeah. them making some tops in Limitless and and getting up there. So yeah, Sharon's Care. Absolutely a heavily
0: played card. Lean over here, big boy.
1: You give me a note, pat. Give Good me job. give me any more pats, man. It's gonna <laughs> my back's gonna turn red. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, um, for the stadium, I went with magma basin, uh, and you went with magma basin.
1: But I did put in parentheses. The other choice was collapse stadium.
0: Only other choice.
1: Only other choice. Yes, yeah. so I think we thought magma basin would be more important than collapse stadium.
0: Yeah, and
1: um. I don't think that's true. I think Collapse Stadium is actually being played. It's being played in the meta, but Magma Basin made Joltini better. It's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. It made, I think, depends how we look at it. I can't remember how we discussed it in the episode. Magma Basin made Rogue Decks, like Joltini, more possible, more viable. Joltini performed well. It was not played as a meta-defining card like Collapse Stadium is, which is being played in a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm but it did make rogue decks better. Yeah. So there we
0: go. Clap Stadium.
1: I don't like it. Didn't make rogue decks better. I I like it sometimes when they play it and it allows me to discard
0: something I want to discard. I'd rather see Avery. I'd rather play Avery still to this day. Yeah. Rather than Clap Stadium, yeah. Cuz I have a full art Avery. Not to be yeah. not, not to be a uh, win straight, but you know.
1: You know another card's really good that's kind of like Avery. What? Friends of
0: Galar. Hey, that's a cool card. You
1: man. get to draw three cards, and you don't have to discard your <laughs> <from laughs> opponent's bench down.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I played Avery, and it's been I'm just, I'm just joking. It's, not better. it's Avery's not better. Avery's good. It's situation. I just don't like Avery as a person. I don't like him. You don't like him? He looks shady, man. I don't like him. You know, I, I He think, is the shady dealer. You think so? What? What's that voice again? Oh, man. I just fucking forgot it. <laughs> it was- Come on old creepy british guy kind of <laughs> kind of kind of gasp, oh, man. gaspy i
1: need something to read only other choice is club stadium i don't i don't, yeah, fucking you're, know. You're, I, don't I forgot the off. voice man I, i'm out of character now
0: that's okay that's okay all right lastly um we went with double turbo energy as that was the only choice and it's absolutely
1: meta-defining who yeah. could have predicted that that would be a meta-defining energy card from the set?
0: It gave Mew, like, an instant, like, just fucking, here you go, here's an attack. Um, yeah.
1: You know, RCS fucking tax. RCS.
0: Even though I all of my decks, like, focused on not using double terror energy, which was, you know, I was just trying to give the, you know, give the meta a big fuck you by trying not to, you, you know, use it as a crutch, but it's undeniably gonna be a good card for a really long time. It's gonna I think it's gonna see play all the way until Rotation. Yeah. Um, for two, two colorless energy, just for 20 less damage, yeah. it's pretty much unbeatable, especially the fact that you can put down a choice belt and get, you know, get yeah, to make
1: up the damage back.
0: Plus, um, you know, it's, it's just good. It's going <clears> to <throat> well, be around for a while. It's going to be in rogue decks. It's going to be in meta decks. And, um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a, gonna, it's going to be a family family house or a common household name by the, you know, by the time of the rotation. <laughs> so.
1: Well, we did pretty good. I think our predictions are pretty good.
0: We yeah. We at least had, you
1: know, 50% of them. I had more than 50% of them, but. Hey, you know, it's okay. It's
0: okay. You know, whatever. So We'll see. We'll do
1: this again, though. We're going to do this for Astro Radiance. We're going to do it. Yes. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to make our predictions. Next episode.
0: We need, we need a need Astro Radiance. same we, categories. We'll make predictions. But we need someone. We need someone in the Discord to keep us honest.
1: To make sure we do it. Like, that we actually come back to Astro Radiance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Call us out on our call us out on our shit, you know. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Don't be Nick's dad, or don't let us be Nick. <laughs> don't let us be Nick's dad. You know. Okay. okay.
1: Let's move on to what the fuck is that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? What the fuck is that? <laughs>
0: All right, we're gonna we're gonna differing opinions here. Really? Yep. Let's get through it. Okay, the Pokemon that I picked. Is Klefki.
1: Here's some some information about Klefki. Klefki is a small grayish white Pokemon that resembles a key ring with four keys. It has a spherical head with a small pink oval on its forehead. Two black circles and a keyhole form its eyes and mouth, respectively. Below its head is its Pink teardrop-shaped body with a white teardrop-shaped marking in the middle. Extending from the top of its head is a horn that resembles an old-fashioned key with two wide blunt teeth. Extending from either side of the key is a thin loop that surrounds Klefki. Hanging from the loop are various keys that this Pokemon has collected. In the past, Klefki inhabits mines. Okay. When the minerals it fed on became scarce, it moved to human settlements. It now feeds on metal ions by inserting its key-like horn into chinks of metal. It likes to collect keys, particularly master keys, and will sneak into people's homes and steal them. Well, at least I know where my missing keys are going. While well, the exact reason for this cl- collection is unknown it does rattle its collection to threaten predators it'll never release a key it likes so people will give it important keys as a way to prevent theft so okay this pokemon's fucking dumb dude what do you mean varying opinions this is a fucking key ring with four keys on it and they drew a face okay what's next Okay. Just a random inanimate object with a face on it, and and come on, it says it has a collection of keys and steals them, but it also
0: says that the Pokemon only has four keys. That's not a collection because it goes for its fuck. It goes for master keys, man. It doesn't need more than four. But then that's not a collection. All right, let's talk about the art style here, man. Technically, it's almost five keys because how fucking cool would it be if your key ring, your master key ring, had a fucking key? I I mean, I would maybe purchase something like that, you know.
1: Why does it go from feeding on minerals to collecting keys? It just said, man. That Tons doesn't are... make sense. It feeds on the minerals. It doesn't feed on the keys. It just
0: collects them. Yeah, it uses the keys to tap into the veins. The veins of the key. The veins of the minerals. The ions and metals, man. I, it's just fucking dumb. Why? Why a key ring? It, you, all right. The way I imagine this, man, is this thing fucks doorknobs.
1: This thing's you it like it off. because this is like an erotic key ring. Yeah. Fucking doorknobs hey this is like some freudian phallic pokemon right here this this is about the insertion of a key in a hole mm -hmm. and you getting some sexual gratification that's why you like this
0: pokemon hey i'm just gonna psychoanalyze you right now hey that's fine go for it man (laughs) but you you keep going for it and i'm just gonna keep advocating for clef key you know people like oh they're getting they're fucking you know just all right, maybe they maybe they were a little thin on ideas, but the execution was certainly there. And there's no. Denying. Can I talk?
1: Can I just tell you some more facts about why my, Pokemon didn't my even thought. care about this Pokemon?
0: They did. They, they didn't. Did it. It. They made it super fucking broken in the game. It was like the fucking best support Pokemon for two years. It fucking I think set up Trick Room in an instant and made other shit possible. You're talking about the competitive video game, which I don't play. Don't really know much about, but I didn't know Clef Key was an integral part of the meta for two years. They this is a, a throwaway Pokemon.
1: It has a stupid design and it doesn't even evolve. They fuck It's you. just fucking filler in the card game. Like this is completely unnecessary.
0: Did you look at its history of other cards? It, it I be, looked at cards. It used to be fairy type.
1: Okay, it's still fucking shit. Look, okay. okay, here's our most recent card. Let me let me read you how good this card is. You yeah. ready? Here's Kalefki. It came out in Fusion Strike. It's okay. a steel Pokemon set. So it got a HP. reprint.
0: Not doesn't sound like a throwaway Pokemon to me, fucker. It's throwaway. No. It has one attack. Just
1: one. Okay. Unlock. For one colorless energy. Does ten damage and you draw two cards. That's it. That's, That's all cool. it's got. Nothing else. And it doesn't evolve. Why would you play this Klefki card in any deck when it doesn't evolve? Yeah. It can only do ten damage. Okay.
0: Draws two cards. Whoop to you, but you only did ten. What's the point? Because you put a fucking choice ban on that pitch, right? That's forty <laughs> damage. You hit an ice rider. That's eighty damage. That's relevant math, motherfucker. <laughs> Prove me I'm wrong. Yes, you what? keep
1: going for four more turns.
0: You can take it out. Good job. <laughs> four get,
1: turns yeah. together There you go.
0: Yeah. And I guess when you're all said and done, you'll have eight cards. Hey. Okay. But anyway, let me finish my thought. Is Pokemon gave it different styles of keys. That's like I said. The idea yeah, like, was bad. It was lackluster, but man, the execution is fucking there. Like, yeah, that, yes, man. It's got
1: that. The one key on the farthest right looks like it unlocks a U-Haul lock okay. that you would buy for your U-Haul truck. Just like a real cheapy master lock, hey, you know.
0: Man, it's a super relevant, what super you, relevant. You remember lock. playing the first game? What do you show up in? Fucking moving truck. Look at that. They're tying into the store. Keep it going. Keep
1: the, it gold, go- the gold ring on the far left just looks like a typical, my house key. It looks like that. Yeah. The, the middle brownish one, just that looks like an antique thing. Yeah. And then we got this black one. It looks like a hipster postmodern kind of thing that you would, you'd pay an unnecessary amount to put those locks in your house just so you can use a stylish black key. That's what that looks like.
0: That looks like a key that would go into a nice antique hutch.
1: You think so? Yeah. The black one? Yeah. More keep... so than the brown one? Yeah, I don't know. I about don't know. I've, I've owned an antique I don't know, man. I know. I'm not even gonna say I don't know. I mean, I do know. This is fucking dumb. This yeah. Pokemon didn't even spend the time to develop an evolution for this Pokemon because no one cared about it.
0: No, some things don't need an evolution to be good. I'm man.
1: gonna look around my room and come up with more inanimate objects that could be Pokemon. Okay. This fucking table. At least it's made of wood.
0: Man, just stop talking. Let's go get some food. (laughs) Well,
1: we'll leave it there. Let us know if you join Austin in the small amount of people that think Klefki is relevant.
0: Yeah, I'm not alone.
1: I'm just getting your fucking head checked. Let's go to the outro. (laughs) If you made it to the end of this episode, we greatly appreciate you. Please take a second and give us a five star review and follow us on your podcast platform. Poke Rogue wants to hear from you and build a community together. Reach out to us with your thoughts about Rogue decks, misplays, and how to avoid being a dick when playing Pokemon. Let's keep this conversation going. You can find us on Facebook at Poke-Rogue-TCG or email us directly at TCG 23 at gmail.com or at TCG on the Instagram and, of course, the...
0: Discord. Discord. Yeah. Oh, were we supposed to do
1: that oh. in sync? Oh, no. Try again. Ready? One, two, three. Discord. Discord. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, follow us on the Discord. Play some uh, cam games.
0: Yeah, that's that's the new trend on the, you know, like I said, new trend on the Discord. Get a webcam. Uh, fucking five below. Get it like a fucking tablet mount thing. It's five bucks. It's it's a piece of shit. It would be awful. That's how holding, you did You found one there. Yeah, oh, but cool. it would be, it'd be super bad at holding a tablet and keeping it steady while you're trying to use the tablet, yeah. but it's fucking, it's, it's so cheap and poorly built that it fits a phone and it's awesome. Perfect for a phone. I know I'm not advocating, but it's so shitty that it's good for what we need it for. That's awesome. And if There's you were...
1: nothing more rogue than purposely buying a shitty thing to save money to say fuck you to the people that buy the Elgato expensive $120, $120 Why don't you show them what you've fuck got? Fuck you!
0: Show them what you've got. I'll show them what I've got. You know, they're you know a little best of both worlds. I wish I would. I wish I had what you got. You know, whatever. It's okay. It's okay, dude. You know, I'm I'm not a win straight like you. So <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. it's the cheapest one on Amazon. But-, but anyway, but it's it's cool shit. And um, I want to talk about this stand a little bit more. I read the description of it, and there's like five typos in it. So that's not that's how you know you're getting a genuine product. It's- I
1: like that they're not focused on trying to look good in front of everyone by having perfect spelling. Yeah, you know, I
0: appreciate that. You do? Yeah.
1: Let people use misspelled words. Let people use their regional vernacular, you know?
0: No, they're certainly trying to appeal to, like, poor demographics. And it's, I guess it works, you know? Five Below. Five Below. uh, 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 this This has been a message from our sponsor of the episode. Five Below. Go there. You won't regret it until after you get home and you buy the product and you realize... It's not what you expected. It's better. Five below. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody.